All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome in singer-songwriter Carla Kane. Carla, thank you so much for joining us. It took us a while to get this put together. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Glad we could make it work. Yeah, I appreciate it. And again, I'm sorry about that. It's just been crazy on my end. Um, we have uh, a, lot, a lot of projects going on. I actually put podcasts on hold for a little while. I think I've just done one. I don't know. It's probably been one in about a month and a half, two months. So glad to have you back in here and we can get these things started again. So you have um, you have an album out called King's Daughters Home for Incurables. Um, I love the title. Can you talk a little bit about that title? Thank you. Um, sure. So the title, um, so it's actually, there's a real building um, here in the Bay Area in Oakland called King's Daughters Home for Incurables. Um, and it actually used to be back in the, the early 20th century, it was a kind of like a hospital and institution for uh, tuberculosis, tuberculosis patients and, and other types of incurable at the time syndromes. Um, but now it's, it's a historic building, a really beautiful building. Mm-hmm. Now it's actually used as a um, mental health facility, clinic, doctor's office, things like that. Um, and the name just caught my ear. Particularly, I sort of feel like it has sort of a romantic name, um, but at the same time, it's kind of a very uh, melancholy name. Mm-hmm. So um, it sort of grabbed me, and I, I, thinking about it, you know, it's a real place, but also to me, it's almost like an imaginary place where, where someone could seek refuge if they needed it. Very interesting. I used to work with people that had mental mental health illnesses, um, and there's a real misconception out there when people hear somebody with mental illness, they think it's an IQ issue, which couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, a lot of the mental health patients that I've worked with over the years have genius IQs. Um, so it's really an interesting, and it caught my it, my attention too. Um, so the song the Lilac Line and I watched the video I love the song it's a really catchy song by the way thank you um, talk a little bit about that song and the story behind it so once again I, I guess I have a habit of taking you know real things and real names and then kind of uh, spinning them into a little bit of a fantasy element but the Lilac Line is the name of a bus line um, in Nottingham England which is a place that we visit fairly regularly because we have friends there, fellow musicians who play with us. Mm. Um, and I thought it was, I just think it's a, a lovely name for, for a bus line or for anything. Um, so, so part of the song is sort of celebrating uh, the, the memories of our travels there, um, playing music there. Um, and then the song, you know, it's not, it's not only about riding a bus line, but it, it goes off in other directions um, about sort of partly nostalgia and partly kind of I think trying to keep optimistic um, no, no matter what's going on knowing that there's good things out there so as far as putting the song together uh, the harmonies and melodies are, are you involved in that as well are you also the, the writer of the song and then you, you help you know put it all together yeah, I am. So, and especially for this album, because um, I, I more often play in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's obviously a bit more collaborative. But uh, for this album, it's a solo album. Um, so I wrote uh, almost all the songs. Um, there's one that's a 
co-write, but um, so I put together the lyrics and the melody and the harmonies and, and the arrangements um, to a large extent, although I have a lot of uh, guest musicians helping me mm-hmm. doing parts too. Yes, it's very catchy. First time I heard it, I didn't dislike it at all, so don't get the wrong impression. I was like, that's, that's interesting. And then the second time I heard it, I caught my foot tapping to it. And then the third time I heard it, it was like, my other foot was tapping. I was like, wow, this is a pretty freaking catchy song, man. I like this song. It just grew on me fast. Yeah, it grew on me really fast, and now it's like stuck in my head. It's been stuck in my head since about 3 o'clock. good. Yeah, that's, that's always good. That is very good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, when you, let me ask you this, what do you prefer more? Do you prefer, do you, do you prefer, um, prefer creating the song or singing the final product? Um, you mean like on a recording or, or like performing? So, so like, yes, that's a good question too. So like when you're, when you're creating a song, you're putting the lyrics together, then you're building the, you know, put the harmonies and melodies and the process of creating something from nothing to a finished product, um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer that process, or do you prefer actually singing the song for your so your fans can listen to it? I would probably say my favorite would be the creation and the putting it together. Mm. Um, this is something exciting, especially you know when you you have a little bit of inspiration and. Uh, you get to a certain point in it, and then you think, okay, this is going to be something that I can work with, that it's going to be good. Um, that's a really fun feeling um, when you're, you're midway into it, mm-hmm. kind of seeing the vision for it uh, coming together. Yeah. So what about, what inspires you to write songs? I mean, you, met, you mentioned a little bit about the album title, how it came about, and how the Lodic line came about. Is it just a matter of random things you come across when you when you traverse through the day and you just see things and hey that that, that could be a song is that how it yeah, happens? I mean, to some extent, a lot of them start that way with mm-hmm. you know a little phrase or an idea, and then as as I you know go forward with that phrase or idea, um, naturally other things come into play like things from my own life or. Um, Sometimes things, you know, books I've been reading or uh, things that have been going on that I've been interested in. Um, so it depends from song to song. There's always sort of a personal element and then an element that maybe comes from the outside world. Mm-hmm. Now, what is this tree I read about? You, you write songs underneath a, a special tree? <laughs> well, I do have uh, in my backyard here, we have a... A really nice old oak tree um, that's ended up, especially with this album, being kind of playing an important role because I quite often, um, I live here in California, so we have pretty nice weather Mm -hmm. most of the year. So I tend to sit out there under the oak tree when I'm writing songs, working on songs. Um, So the the tree, there's actually a few songs on the album that kind of reference oak imagery. Mm. Um, So yeah, it's sort of my special a special place. Maybe we gotta get the oak tree on the cover of the album, next album maybe. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I live in the south. Um, I live I live in Mississippi, just north, not too far from New Orleans, Louisiana. And if you like oak trees, you should see some of the oak trees down here. They're just, yeah, they're I'd just, love to. Oh, they're, they're beautiful. The southern, especially some of the old ones that are on the old plantation homes and they have that hanging moss that come off of them. 
Um, it's just gorgeous. It really is. Yeah. Have to get out there someday. Absolutely. On tour. Yeah. Come through on fun. tour. All right. So I want to know about the ukulele. Um, I play a little guitar. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a terrible. I, I can't play scales because my fingers are really short. I've never had the the gift of long fingers, so I've always been stuck as a more of a rhythm. You know, I know some chords. Um, and most people that I know that are really good guitarists, I can play scales and leads and have really long fingers. And it sucks that I don't have that, but it is what it is. Uh, the ukulele is so small, but I have big hands, so I don't know how, how well I would do ah. as far as that goes, you know? So I've watched you play it. You play it really well. So talk okay. a little bit about the ukulele instrument and what, what got you interested in playing that. Yeah, so I've been playing it for a long time now. Um, I'm not by any means, you know, I don't think I'm like particularly uh, an expert or uh, virtuoso or anything like that, but it's served me well for songwriting and playing. Um, it's really fun. And I, I like that it gives sort of a unique sound, especially when, you know, playing with a rock band. It kind of gives its own little texture. Yeah. Um, I sort of started playing just at random. There was one lying around and I just started noodling with it and it was fun and so I learned a few chords and then learned a few more and kept going. I, I don't know how to play the guitar, um, <laughs> a few chords here and there, but, right. um, you know, a lot of people start on guitar and then pick up the uke, but, uh, hasn't happened that way for me, so. As far as, I think, go ahead, no, no, please finish your thought. Well, I, I think, uh, it's, you know, you're talking about, uh, <laughs> yourself. I mean, it's a really forgiving instrument for almost anyone, <laughs> um, because it, it can sound good, you know, you can learn just a few really basic chords and play a lot of songs that way, so. Hmm. Uh, I think it's very non-threatening for people who feel like maybe they can't be a musician. They should try it. Maybe I'll do that, actually. Yeah, Seriously. <laughs> yeah, because I can play, you know, the basic the basic chords of a guitar. Um, not all of them, but enough to maybe sound good on a ukulele. But I don't want to water down your talent, though, because... You know, you, you maybe you're not Eddie Van Halen on a ukulele, but you're really good though, and your voice. Thanks. And plus, your voice is is, is a very. Uh, you're you're the kind of singer that I'd want to put in and play if I had a headache. Because your because your voice is soothing. I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, um, that's nice. I was listening to it at, in my office earlier, and I was like, you know, it's just really relaxing. It just makes you kind of wind down and just relax a little bit. So that's also good. Um, what about musical influences? Who 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 influences you in music? Hmm, that's a hard question. I mean, of course, there's the obvious ones like the Beatles. Oh, yeah. you Not exactly. Be influenced by the classics. Um, I like a lot of British Invasion, um, British New Wave bands. I um, I love musical theater and Broadway. Mm -hmm. um, so ever since I was a kid, I listened to tons of that, and I think that does influence me in terms of lyrics and, and maybe kind of catchy melodies like you mentioned. Um, and, and for this album in particular, I'd say I was uh, a little bit influenced by some classic British folk and, and contemporary British folk artists as well. I love the Beach Boys. Anytime it's the summer, that's my favorite band by far. That's great. And I do hear folk. You, have a, you definitely have a, a folk sound also in there. Um, yeah, and particularly, I, I kind of 
intentionally wanted to distinguish the sound of this album from some of the, my band is called the Corner Officers, um, mm-hmm. from the Corner Officers albums a little bit. That's a, that's a little bit more on the power pop side. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's more uh, all acoustic, actually. Do, do you play when you're with the band? Do you also play the ukulele when you're with, the, with your full band? Yeah, I do. So I have an electric one, so it plugs in. It's audible, so. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, like, what about what, what about uh, folk music like Neil Young? Because uh, Neil Young, I've always been a massive Neil Young fan. Um, any any of that kind of folk get you get you uh, interested at all? I haven't listened to Neil Young that extensively yet. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, but I love a lot of um, you know that. That era of music and sixties folk, mm-hmm. um, Joni Mitchell and yeah, airport convention. Yeah, that's good stuff. I love folk. Yeah, definitely. When you get time, get in, get into some Neil Young music. He, he's brilliant. Absolutely yeah, he lives brilliant. actually pretty close to me. I think around here. So wow, yeah, that's great man. All right, so um, I noticed that you're you're about to hit the road in September. Um, so I want to give you an opportunity before we wrap this up to talk about your tour. I also saw some British states and some, uh, was it Germany? So you're going to Europe as well? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned in Nottingham, we have, um, our friends and, mm-hmm. and bandmates, uh, Mark and Helen Luker. Um, so we, we always play with them when we go over there, but they're actually coming out here to California in September. They have a new album out as well. So we're going to do a bunch of dates around here in Northern California in September. And then I'm going back over there to England for um, some dates in October and a couple dates in Berlin nice. also in October. That's pretty cool. Now, have you ever played in Germany yeah. before? I played in Berlin a few years ago, um, but that was the only time, so it'll be fun to be back. Yeah. How, how um, so do you, have you noticed a difference between... Like fans in the UK and fans over here, different types of receptions? Well, I always feel like over there we have a better reception in some ways that people are really enthusiastic and, mm-hmm. you know, paying attention and kind. But I think it might be a little bit about the grass is always greener because I, I have people that come here say the same thing about uh, audiences here. So yeah. there's probably a sort of a exotic <laughs> factor that... Um, but, but, yeah, but they're, they're great over there. We love playing in England. It's exciting being over there. Um, yeah, it's like a vacation slash work slash yeah. adventure. That's real tough. That's tough life right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so where can people go? Where, where, where can they go find your music, buy your music? Where can they follow you on social sites, all that, all that stuff? Sure. So uh, all the usual places. So um, they can go to CarlaCane.com, which is just my name, K-A-R-L-A-K-A-N-E.com. Um, and then on there, there's links to all the social media. Um, the album can be bought at Bandcamp.com, so CornerLaughers.com or um CornerLaughersBandCamp.com has the album for sale. I'm on Facebook. I think the page is Carla Kane Official. Um, Twitter handle is CornerLaughers. Uh, and then it'll be on iTunes and Spotify and mm-hmm. uh, places like that, Amazon. All right, man. So the last thing I got for you, so you're going to hit the road, you're going to go to Europe, you can come back, 
And what's next? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna go right back in and start writing more stuff and get it and get another follow up album out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little break. Um, sure. We have a few shows scheduled in the later autumn and winter, but um, I don't know. It depends. It depends what the rest of the band wants to do. If they're feeling like we should do uh, something there, or, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. The future, we don't know what it holds. Exactly. Well, Carl, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and again, I apologize it took so long to put this together. Oh, no problem. I really appreciate you coming on board. And um, more than likely, I'll stream this tomorrow, so it's a little bit earlier in the day. We, we, we'll get a lot more listens that way than putting it up this late. Um, oh, okay. And then if you would, just retweet, and I'll, I'll tweet it all over my place, all over my social sites. And uh, well, I want to get you back on. We'll, we'll get you back on for a follow-up once you've got some new stuff coming up. Definitely, that'll be great. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.